My perfect day would start with five cups of coffee and... Start again. (laughs) (laughs) Stacy. That's so much coffee. Okay. There's a lot to... Okay. Hi, I'm Edie. My perfect day would start with five cups of coffee and a journal writing session. Then, a brisk, caffeinated walk followed by an afternoon of art in my studio, listening to podcasts and show tunes. I think you've already had your five (laughs) cups of coffee, Edie. Hi, I'm Leia, and my perfect day these days would be hopping on an electric bike and zooming around Madison, having a delicious lunch on a knoll somewhere that includes sweet pickles and cheese, and stopping for a thrifting session along the way. Oh, and some salted caramel ice cream. I guess it's apparent that I'm a dairy lover, so I'm in the right state. Wisconsin. Did I say it right? Did I say it right? You did. Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I join you for lunch? Though I would like a chopped salad with no egg, no meat, no mayo-based anything, and a Diet Coke. (laughs) High maintenance, but we're We're the the two chit-chat chicks. Like always, we'll be sharing chit-chat tips and tricks. Beauty and spice. We will gather around for a campfire chat about burning topics, play, and of course, we'll have our chit-chat challenge of the week. In our chit-chat tips and tricks segment, we share things that make our lives just a little bit happier or better. What gem do you have for us this week, Edie? Another beauty product! Yay! I love my lotions and potions. Today, I am recommending Aveeno's Positively Radiant 60-Second In-Shower Facial. No more dull, tired skin for me. I am a busy chick and don't always have time to spackle on a charcoal mask (laughs) and wait for it to dry. I can use Aveeno's facial while conditioning my hair and lathering up. I leave the shower with brightened velvet skin. Extra tip? This makes a wonderful gift for all the new mamas out there. Where can I buy this magic facial? At Target for about $7. It's so good. Leah, are we getting a tip or a trick from you? Well, of course. A tip or a trick, it's a tip and a trick. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a controversial food tip or trick this week that is sure to stir up some hot debates in the coop. I am a salter of fruit, especially melons. What? (laughs) Yes, sweetie. (laughs) If you salt your watermelons or honeydews, they are so much sweeter and tastier. True. And it just gives a kind of zing that I think melons really need. I find them a bit bland otherwise. I have also been known to salt other fruit like apples. What? Yes. But here's one more bonus tip to give your fruit zippiness. Try tajin. T-A-J-I-N. Not the Moroccan hot pot dish, which is also to die for. That's tajin. This tajin you can get at Trader Joe's or on Amazon. Here's a description. 
Okay, this is straight from the manufacturers. Tajin Classic Seasoning is a unique chili lime seasoning blend made with mild chili peppers, lime, and sea salt. It's the perfect ingredient to elevate the flavor of fruits, veggies, drinks, and more. Hmm. Yeah. In Thailand, something like this is often used on mango, and it's also pretty common in Central America, apparently, and it's put not just on fruit, but on ice cream. Hmm. Yum. Maybe I will pick some up next time I'm at Trader Joe's, but seriously, melons in Wisconsin in August don't need salt. Oh, yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> do I hear a campfire? Do I hear a campfire tune? Fire's burning, fire's burning. Draw nearer, draw nearer. In the glowing, in the glowing. Come sing and be merry. It's time for Campfire Chat! Today, we are taking our inspiration and lead directly from an article by Kristen Wong, published in the New York Times on August 14th, titled, How to Add More Play to Your Grown-Up Life, Even Now. We will link to it in the show notes. We loved it and thought it really built on episode one, Our Ten-Year-Old Selves. So today, we decided to dedicate our campfire chat to play. Yay! But what exactly is play? According to the article, play is something that's imaginative, self-directed, intrinsically motivated, and guided by rules that leave room for creativity. The article encourages us to think about play as a joyful activity that doesn't offer a result. Mm. That means if you are taking a bike ride, you do it for fun and not to lose five pounds. I like that. If you are playing, you aren't looking for results or what you will get out of it. Ah, uh, wow. I am definitely results-based. If I'm running outside, I want it to be burning off my chocolate <laughs> zucchini muffin. I don't run for fun. Actually, I'm pretty sure I never ran for fun as a kid. What are your reactions, Leah, to doing fun things without a result? Well, I, I actually kind of love it. I'm not a super results-oriented kind of gal. <laughs> not sure what that <laughs> says about me. <laughs> oh, boy. But I am, I'm good at enjoying the process of things, if that's the same. I'm also old enough and wise enough to know that I don't and I won't do a sport or go to a concert or whatever unless I know I'm going to have fun. Uh, as far as exercise goes, well, riding the electric bike around Madison is a blast. And when I walk, I go with Ellen, my sister-in-law, and that makes it super fun. It feels like play. Or I also, I listen to podcasts if I go on my own. But here's the thing. I still often start from that place of obligation. Like I should get some exercise. This will be the most fun for me. But then does that count as play? Not according to Kristen, but who cares? <laughs> True, right? We are setting our own rules. Take what you leave and take what you like, rather, and leave the rest. Yes, for sure. But let's carry on. I love the section where Kristen writes, Play offers a reprieve from the chaos, and it challenges us to connect with a key part of ourself 
that gets lost in the responsibilities of adulthood, mm. especially during a crisis. All right. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like I have so many responsibilities these days, especially surrounding my kids who are with me all the time and never leave. <laughs> I am constantly buying and making food and nagging someone to either take a shower or practice an instrument. Sometimes I want to go on a target run and never come back. Take me with you. <laughs> I suppose learning to incorporate play would be healthier than just abandoning my feral children. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a lot of us might be thinking we shouldn't play, especially during the pandemic. Plus, there's just too much to do. Yesterday, my kids and sweetheart went out for a long bike ride, and I realized it was the first time I've been alone in this house since we've moved here in June. What? Oh. It was heaven on earth, even if I was in a crappy little condo. <laughs> I played much of the day, I think, by writing letters and reading and catching up on stuff that I really wanted to and enjoy doing. There were also stickers and candles involved. Ooh, win-win. Yeah. I'm jealous, Leia. No such luck for me yesterday. My kids were under my roof all day long. To think of it, one of your kids was at my house too, and she still is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of teen energy. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Kristen has some insight into teens and play. She writes about how we get more self-conscious as we age. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I see it in my teenage kids. They don't play anymore. They hang out. Yeah, yeah. Or wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> or if they do play, it's with some degree of embarrassment if they're with their peers. Yeah. But I'm finding out as I get older, I am actually getting more playful. For example, there is no way 10 years ago I would be singing ABBA on a podcast. Ooh. Mamma mia, here we go again. My, my, how can I forget you? <laughs> We're so good. <laughs> I love to bring a note of playfulness and whimsy into decorating my house. I used to be more conservative about what would make the cut for the house. Now I have ceramic heads full of stones, pockets of fresh flowers on the walls, and framed pictures of Judy Garland. Ooh, yeah, your house is a shrine to whimsy and play. <laughs> your playful personality comes out everywhere. You should help me with my decorating. I can't really help you because your husband won't let you paint wood because he likes the grain so much. Right. Men in their wood. <laughs> and guess what? The play therapist in the article recommends we tap into our childhood memories to see what we loved to do. Hello. Sound familiar? Yes. Sounds like episode one. Our 10-year-old selves. If you haven't listened yet, get to it. <laughs> yes, he says to list the activities you enjoyed as a kid, then brainstorm the grown-up version. If you liked climbing trees, maybe you can try indoor rock climbing. If you love Play-Doh, maybe you can take a pottery class or make bread from scratch. If you like drinking Kool-Aid, maybe you could try drinking margaritas. Like us! <laughs> We've graduated from juice to Costco margaritas. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, uh, right. Let's get serious and brainstorm the adult versions of what we love to do. Edie, tell me one thing you loved to do as a kid. I loved playing with my paper dolls under my bed. Mm. I had elaborate stories to go along with each doll, and I loved cutting or punching out all the clothes. Cool. So what might the grown-up version of that be? Maybe I could buy a Jennifer Aniston paper doll set <laughs> instead of a Snow White paper doll. I still love cutting out things and making up ridiculous stories. <laughs> so good. Well, we are in Edie's studio as we record, and I see many, many cut-up animals and celebrities. She's still doing it. <laughs> I am. Yeah, she is. So my turn. I loved to... I love to play in the hayloft in our barn, making elaborate tunnels, ending up in little houses that we'd make out of the hay bales. Oh, I love that too. So little house on the prairie. Mm -hmm. What do you think the grown-up version of that is? I don't even know. Maybe making cozy forts in the house out of fabric? How do you <laughs> recreate a hayloft? I, I don't know, but I'm open to suggestions. Maybe the Hoogahati has suggestions in his book, like have a cozy pillow fight. All right. And then roll around in your cozy Afghan blankets in front of a fire. Oh, and no allergies because you won't have any of that hay to make you sneeze. Yeah, really, hay would just make a mess. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me another thing about you that you love to do. As a kid, I loved drawing beautiful ladies. The ladies had huge hair and teeny tiny waists and billowing skirts. I had a notebook titled, Beautiful Ladies. I could start painting and collaging beautiful ladies next time I'm in my studio. Do you know what? I did the same thing. No. Yes. My dad bought all three of us kids these big sketch pads. My brothers would be full of hockey players and sports scenes and my sister's... Well, lots of scribbling because she was teeny. And mine was full of beautiful ladies, mm. mostly librarians. <laughs> I dreamed of being a sexy librarian, I think. <laughs> Hundreds of pages of librarians. <laughs> Do you remember how you dressed up as Kitty Fitzgerald head librarian for that fabulous Halloween party at Deb's one year? Oh, in Milwaukee. Yes. I brought it to life in my adulthood and totally played with that, right? I mm -hmm. rocked Kitty Fitzgerald. <laughs> Long nails, those red Lee press-on nails and a big wig and a red a vintage pantsuit. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Oh, I also loved looking through the Sears catalog with my cousin Jolene when I was little. And we would each pick a model on, on side-by-side pages and then have these elaborate conversations together. Pretty lady seems to be a theme with us. <laughs> sure yeah. does. If I remember correctly, you love Barbies too? Yes. Uh -huh. We'll see. I played well. I shouldn't be admitting this. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But I played well into high school because my sister was four years younger than I was. So I could pretend I was doing it for her. I used to make entire Barbie wardrobes out of toilet paper. <laughs> I made them out of tube socks. And I made hot rods for all the Barbies out of shoe boxes. Uh, well, as sexist and horrible as Barbies are, they sure were fun to play with for hours on end. You could play with a sister, a friend, all by yourself. You know, clothes and makeup and looking at beautiful ladies in magazines, we have a lot of fun with it, right? 
You do too, obviously. Yeah, right? We've taken that part of ourselves from our childhood and turned it into adult play. I think we have. That makes me feel a whole lot better about my vanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, but Edie, speaking of vanity, I was really kind of blown away by the next part of the article because Kristen tells us to do something significant without sharing it. No social media. What? But then how will our friends know how super cool we are being? (laughs) Well, she says that social media encourages external validation. So since play is supposed to be intrinsically motivated, you might have more fun keeping it to yourself. Well, I I can see that. Yeah, to just do something for the pure joy of it. It's almost a revolutionary thought these days, right? I feel like it's easier for us 50-something gals to do this, and people like our parents' age will for sure. But what about the millennials and our own kids? It seems like their whole life is virtual. Do they do stuff without sharing it? Not sure. Maybe. But if people share fun things they are doing, then we can get more ideas. Not just be (laughs) trapped with Barbies and... (laughs) May bales. (laughs) May bales. Sometimes it is hard to even remember how to have fun and to play. So take what we want and let's leave the rest. Okay, sure enough. So share, don't share, it's all fine. Uh, This next part is interesting. Uh, Here, Kristen encourages us to know our play type. What does that mean exactly? Apparently, there are four categories of play based on your personality type. Let's break it down. Okay, let's. Um, Well, the first she talks about is other directed play. And that's when you enjoy, or that's when you enjoy playing with other people. Maybe it would be like playing board games or tag, stuff like that. Then there is the lighthearted play type, which means you don't take life too seriously and you like to improvise. Mm. Putting on a performance with stuffed animals would be pretty darn lighthearted. Yeah. Then there's the intellectual kind of play, which has to do with ideas and thoughts like wordplay and problem solving. Things like crosswords and Sudoku and even reading would fall into this category, I think. I've never thought of reading as play, but when you frame play as something that gives you joy without offering a specific result, I guess it is play. It is. And finally, there's whimsical play where you like doing odd or unusual (laughs) things in everyday life. My daughter cosplays. She dresses up like different anime characters and spends her money on wigs and costumes. Plus, she spends a lot of time making props for her cosplays and then I think she does something on TikTok (laughs) and I hope it's okay. You might want to monitor that. No. Yes. No it's it's quite cool what she does actually. I've seen a bit of it. Really fun. Well okay so what category do you think you fall into Edie? Can I be more than one? Of course. Well, I think I am mostly other-directed play because I love podcasting and playing Scrabble. But I'm also intellectual (laughs) because I read all the time. What about you? Well, I think I'm an intellectual player, too, because I love crosswords and reading. And it's, you know, mostly the solitary stuff that I seem to really enjoy. I didn't think of that as play, but I suppose it is. I do it for fun, that's for sure. Hmm. I also think that I'm into 
probably lighthearted play, doing things that are spontaneous and fun, like hosting talk shows in the closet in my bathrobe, and now podcasts in your art studio in my kimono. (laughs) Or pajamas. (laughs) Or pajamas, exactly. I, I love it when it comes easily and it just bubbles up, like suddenly, hey, let's go thrift shopping. Hang on, maybe our love of thrifting is tied to our love of dressing up when we were kids. Ooh, well, if thrift store shopping is play, we are big time players. (laughs) We sure are. But here it says, play is similar to meditation in that it helps you focus on where you're at in the moment and reset your busy, perpetually exhausted adult mind. Isn't that perfect? It is. It sure is, Edie. And I think it leads us seamlessly into our Chit Chat Challenge of the Week. (laughs) You can probably already guess what the challenge is going to be. Let us know what kind of playful fun you will be up to this coming week. Edie, what do you think you're going to play at? I am going to host a charades night for the quarantine. There will be nachos and Kool-Aid and Costco margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Well, now that I am convinced that thrifting counts as play, that for sure I'll be doing. And I always love my reading and my New York Times crosswording. But I also want to do something whimsical. I'm going to have to think about it. What about putting on a puppet show? (laughs) You can make the puppets out of tube socks. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I was thinking more along the lines of blowing bubbles with my straw and that's sitting in my margarita. (laughs) I hope you'll get some good ideas at the coop. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) So that's it for episode seven of Two Chit Chat Chicks. You can find all of our personal information in the show notes. And we will also add a link with Kristen Wong's New York Times article. Oh, this is big news. We will now be dropping our new episodes on Sunday morning. So you can have your Sunday brunch with us. And remember, if you are enjoying Two Chit Chat Chicks, the biggest gift you could give us is sharing it in your Facebook or Twitter or on your Instagram feed. Or just forwarding it to an aunt or a friend that you know would love it too. Yes. Thanks again to our intrepid teens who are helping us to navigate the intricacies of technology. And thank you to you, our listeners, who are giving us great feedback and reviews each week. Yes, let's share one review from iTunes, shall we? Let's shall. Kat writes, I love listening to these energetic women. In these Groundhog Days, I love their optimistic viewpoints and fun stories. The CCC always brightens my day. Oh, thank you, Kat. We love that. Love it. Yes. If you get a chance, please do leave us a review on your podcast app. Bye-bye. Cluck, cluck.